after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's Weird Brunch Are there any ghosts here? Have you checked yes. that out? Okay, so it's very recent that like when we we moved into this house maybe like five years ago we've been here for a while now yeah i've never felt anything weird in this house until john rearranged that front room he moved a bunch of stuff he moved the video game or the uh, arcade game console to that front room and shook it up and since then weird shit has been happening when you say shook it up he just he sold my chair or he sold okay we sold my chair <laughs> he took my he chair it's the ghost sold, chair apparently i got the money for my chair because it was a fantastic is it like, that mustard one the corduroy yeah no, yeah the like corduroy yes. it's like a thick corduroy reading chair like very comfy i loved it anyways Sounds like somebody else it. maybe loved it too i think so and you said you've seen didn't you say you felt something weird over in the office area maybe i'm wrong um in the hallway once yeah yeah Yeah. so for me it happens in that bathroom and the hallway Mm -hmm. and that office Mm -hmm. that is where i feel weird shit i felt the most weird shit in the bathroom since the rearranging you know what that (laughs) what well it just like for some reason in my head i'm like well that probably means that whoever Let's say there's somebody haunting here. Mm-hmm. And I think because we did that show last night um, with uh, Joey Z, yes. a local comic here in Austin, we did that show. We kind of re- relived our uh, Magnolia, Magnolia Hotel ex- experience. Sure. So immediately just now I was like, oh, so somebody who owned this home murdered someone else in that <laughs> other room. That's what happened. I don't think anyone's been murdered here. I can prove it. However, <laughs> I have felt weird shit, especially in the bathroom, especially with the fucking shower curtain. Not when I'm in it, but I go in there like that's the mirror that I can get closest to to like fuck with my face. <laughs> and, you know, you know what else can fuck with your face in there? Ghosts. Mm-hmm. OK. <laughs> Genuinely, one time thought I the little sh- the shower curtain moved a bit and there is an air vent in there yeah. and I was like okay and I like ignored it and then it happened again and I was like John you fucked up the front office and now there is something new or something that maybe has been here for a while that is now pissed that you rearranged your office and it's hanging out in the bathroom because it, of that it's really just looking for that chair I think I think so it was a comfy it's great a, chair yeah love to read in it you know <laughs> Rebby, the, is the, is, i have pictures of Rebby, like, in the passed out in it. yeah oh yeah no <laughs> a really good, good time picture of chair. you passed out it's just like chair. a weird thing to make a ghost mad because did he use the chair maybe he just like to look at it it was like you know, his favorite was there a or, chair uh, there in a, another true. lifetime and true. then we put it in the <clears> same place and it was like i'm comfortable Finally. Finally. and then you took I it away i have been them. waiting to read now I can't because there's a desk there now and a couple of fucking arcade games. What ghost is going to yeah, want to play that? He doesn't have any thumbs. I don't know. Are I there, assume. 
It's going to be, we're going to have to wait till there's like a lot of influx of ghosts from like born in the 60s before those arcade I mean, I'm sure, come I'm sure there's some like nice war vet ghosts out there. That were born in the or, like, 60s? Veter- oh, sorry, I sorry, get Vietnam, yeah, 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 I should yeah. have said Vietnam war vets. Oh, I was thinking Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Cause like old enough oh, to really God, that's dark uh-huh. uh, all this is just really dark and horrible you know, to think about and hey, I feel bad now it's been a real cool century yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> it's been something how are you gonna get that chair back yeah my I question. sold it I sold it to a really nice girl and I helped her fit it in her tiny little car it was difficult but it happened do you know where and she lives? She yeah, can it. you get it back? I mean, no, I don't the know. Situation. Where or at she least is. like get the address and maybe like write it down, set it on fire, and then oh, the spirit yeah. can go That's there. That's true. That's not a bad idea. I could give him her name. I could do that. <laughs> Say it yeah. three times fast mm-hmm. in the and then write it on blood <laughs> in oh the my mirror. God. No. <laughs> Never. I will she n- just curse her. She's like, why? Your front door yeah. with the chair. <laughs> I don't know why Something I'm here. Me. <laughs> I was compelled to be here. I would never do a mirror thing. I will not. A mirror? Th- any yeah, mirror like thing? Yeah, like a Bloody Mary situation, like a Candyman situation. Why? Any of that. A dark closed bathroom is probably the scariest thing I can think of. Other than being like trapped under in a basement that has water and shit in it is it because there's like a a very clear in and out like there's there's a way for things to come in and and out of that room number one like drains and the movie it toilets sure Sure. toilets the sink fucking thing in it well the movie and in the book movies my sister Haley, who has been on this podcast many times uh would not go to the bathroom without the door open probably into her teens uh and when she was little and she was peeing she would talk to us from the bathroom and be like hey mom hey Whitney I'm just like peeing on the toilet right now I need y'all to talk to me I need to know that I like I'm not getting Attacked by anything in the bathroom. Horrified by what the toilet What about number two? Oh, yeah. Same situation. I mean, you know, it was single mom to girl children. What? Like, we were, we never wore clothes. What we is were she? Just feral. How did she? <laughs> we were. Uh, <laughs> naked Lamans. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> How did, like, what made her think that, did she watch something I did think, you fuck with her i think we saw hurt her it very small like because it was a made for tv movie like that oh. shit came out there and i think we saw glimpses of the, glimpses of that but also my mom like holly lamond is very much products of her and she would fuck with us you just first and last named her ass or well <laughs> i dead named her really you her last did. name sorry holly gordon she, she made up a the potty monster because our <laughs> toilets would like make you know they were old toilets they'd make like a loud hissing like you know it took forever for them to refill like it was Mm a whole deal so the potty monster was born but it was more than that maybe it's also a little bit of claustrophobia being closed in a small room i'm pretty sure Haley to this day probably pees with the toilet open i feel like it's more of a power move yeah well now it's a power about it yeah 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 Yeah. i mean brandon i I need you to talk to me me. yes (laughs) um 
I want to talk about something kind of freaky that happened at work the other day. So we have this thing called a FLIR, which measures temperature. It's like a little gun you can shoot. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess people, ghost hunters maybe have oh, FLIRs. Yeah. We use it for water uh, damage, but... Same, same. So I was alone in a school, which being alone in a school, even in the daytime, is so freaky because like corridors go forever and something will drop and it'll echo and I'm like <gasps> so I have my flare do it you're supposed to like scan the wall and all of a sudden I scan this whiteboard and there's an image of like a person shut the <gasps> stop so it's like green red you know all the colors yeah. and I'm like <gasps> I drop everything and I like let out a little scream <laughs> so I'm like looking around don't see anyone so I walk to the other side of the wall no one's there. No one's in the hallway. I'm like looking up and down, up and down. I'm so terrified to bring the flare back up and I do it again. And the person's still there staring at me. And I, I look, I go like this. I wave. It was my own reflection uh-huh. <laughs> that was being oh, shot God. off of the, but I like, my heart started racing. I was like sweating like a crazy person and oh man. I'm still now scared still to be in a school though. by myself. No, I, any I big wanna, building. Yeah, no large buildings. No. Not for me. No. There's corners that don't have sunlight. And so all of a sudden you're in a dark place. I'm like fumbling for my flashlight. Ugh. Uh-uh. Well, Fun times at AISD. Yes. Welcome to Weird Brunch. Uh, we have a guest. Hello, everyone. It's Rebecca Cohen. Yes. Uh, there she is <laughs> calling in. Present. Present. I'm here. She, she's filling in. Um, I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. That's Lisa Friedrich, and this is Weird Brunch. And thanks for listening to us. God, that was a very fun, organic, yeah. unforced banter for I'm a very long time. Really proud Jesus of us. Christ, it is spooky season, so maybe that's. And Lisa and I did do a show last night. Um, thanks to Joey Z for putting us on it it was fun i hope y'all came out i know marcus was there Mm -hmm. it was good to see you thank you for coming yes i loved it yes 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 so yeah that was that was a fun show um my friend justin hicks was on it he's also a local comic and he was talking about growing up in connecticut and how like everything there was like built in the 1700s and so it has all of this you know stuff attached to it and I I came up to him in between, there were two shows, and I came up to him in between, and I was like, hey, I have, like, eight million questions. Mm-hmm. Like, how open, like, do you, do you, are you, like, trying to receive, and he's like, no, I'm not, like, trying to receive anything, but I can, I can feel it. And he's like, and he said, when I moved to Austin, it felt, or maybe it was just Texas, but he said, when I moved to Austin, it felt really comforting because everything here is so new because it's like a hundred years newer so like mm-hmm. the voice there. is quieted i mean that's of? kind of what in the way and i was like that's so weird to think about yeah. I, mean, I wonder about that too though because there were native american people all over here he, and the u.s in general he, are their voices drowned out by shitty colonials i mean what probably. is happening he was talking about buildings but no that that's true that's but true, that's true probably right oh so if you died like brian on laundry's land, dead we know this right they confirmed is it he dead? they confirmed it 
like they literally an hour ago him? Okay. they found a body they found uh remains include i'm sorry i just yelled that over what you were saying by <laughs> Brian the way Laundry um but he yeah they found remains i was trying to re- read about it but then i got there was too much going on but uh didn't his parents fa- find it yes his dad right so this is gonna go on for forever but the fbi confirmed it and they were like it's dental records match up with his but then they're also like putting in these little little lines that are like right where we were um already looking Ooh, where the fbi already was what's so weird like fuck off like, anybody else who was trying to go to the appalachian trail did brian i think the question now is did brian laundry kill himself at yes. his parents house oh and his parents like took their bones because they're the one who they're the ones who found it Mm -hmm. well his i know his dad found his little his little dry bag the only thing i read that i was able to like digest because i got a notification on my phone on my little news app that was like fbi confirms whatever dental records so then i went and i was like i didn't even know that we had found stuff that that was yesterday yeah the finding stuff has been very recent also but so the consensus is that he killed her, drove back without yes. her. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time he spent at home, but went to this park and then killed himself. And they magically found him. Right. Yes. That is the, right. That's the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. We think no one killed him, though. There's no evidence of that. Correct. No. Not yet. There's no reason to suspect that. So by moving the bones, are you thinking maybe... He's still alive, and this is a diversion to find his body. I don't in quotes. I don't know how you could take human bones of an actual person and plant them, unless you did some like Lebowski shit and uh, cut off a toe or something more what substantial. If, but if they have dental records, what if it's his baby teeth? Uh, you know, it could be. Here's his baby right, teeth. Well, they match some records. It's just I feel like his parents were fucking sketchy. Like they knew shit. Yeah, they they knew shit, whether they did what I like to think and that Brian killed himself at home. They waited for him to decompose a little bit and then hauled his bones out. That to is some the morbid fucking- shit. <laughs> I mean, it was ever. And it then was- we're like, oh, look, we found them because they did. It was in an area that had been underwater recently. Mm-hmm. So okay. your theory might so- hold Wait, water does that mean <laughs> a, does that mean he ne- like okay <laughs> he was seen in public after she disappeared right like he went home or did he has this always been in the park like mm-hmm. did he kill her i don't know because it was confirmed that he came home without yes. her so who yes. confirmed yes. that That's was it I'm the parents saying. are they in on well it was the van thing? how'd the van get there otherwise the van was in the driveway. True. Okay, that's evidence. Anyways, oh man, I don't know. I got what a lot a story. of questions. Same. My main Any question is: Is Dog the Bounty Hunter going to be okay? He <laughs> he didn't find. He him. didn't dog the bounty hunt him. What if he's still like? And I, who knows right now? But what if he's still like? Nope, that ain't it. I'm on it. I've seen his bones before, and those aren't his bones. Mm. Well, okay, we should probably start telling stories and stuff because we've been talking for probably. a bit. But I did interrupt Rebecca Cohen. Oh, yeah, I what don't were you remember. Say? I don't sorry. remember what you were going to say. Either. It's fine. 
Lisa's just a bitch. Um, my story is kind of about dental records. Do it. Oddly. Go for it. Should I go first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We are going to talk about Joyce Carol Vincent. She was born in London in 1965. October. It was calling. If you were curious. Um, She's a Libra. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. Is that good? I don't. I only know about Lisa Aries and Haley because that's what I. Am. I like that you didn't say yes or no. You just threw me and Haley out there as examples. The only thing I know is that they're Libras. <laughs> um. So her family had family just mom. moved there from Granada, and her people were called Dubla, which means you're a mix of Caribbean people from Africa and India. So her um, mom was African and her dad was Indian. Unfortunately, her mother died at when she was just 11 years old from a routine operation. So she ended up being raised by her dad, who was kind of not the best dude. Um, and she had four older sisters as well. They were all born in Granada. She was the only one born in London. Her dad just seemed like a dick. <laughs> Apparently, he was called pork pie by many people, <laughs> which I later read was just means liar. Isn't um, that like a, a Popeye hat. shit? Pork pie? That sounds like a cartoon character. It's a like There's old a English hat. like slang okay. word. Pork it's a hat. hat. Hold on. I'm get this. I gotta get dirty to the hipster book. onto the internet to find out if pork pie is a hat. It probably is. like a Anyways. type of hat. Yeah, like a bowler yeah. hat or a... Okay, well, bottom line, not the best dude, womanizer. Don't think he was super helpful um, raising Joyce. It's like a... It's it's like a... I don't know if it's a more or less douchey fedora, but it's a flatter Sorry. fedora. Okay. Okay, so maybe he wore that. Ew, whatever. It's also a recipe. There's a whole thing. So uh, she did not like her father. She ended up telling people later in life that he died even though he was still alive. Damn. She just was not a fan. So she ended up attending Melcombe Primary School later in life, but she left at age 16, didn't graduate. She then kind of bounced around here and there. And then in 1985, she got hired as a secretary and she met Martin Lister, who was the negotiator for client renewals for the shipping company. She was the secretary. She thought he was cute, kept asking him out. We should go get drinks. He was a little unsure. Um, they huh. did end up dating for around three years, though. Well, um, cute. Keep in mind, he was like a sur- super nerdy white dude, and he claimed she looked like a more attractive Whitney Houston. Damn. To give you like a... How can you be more attractive than Whitney Houston? This is and what like he depends thought on what of you, her. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> it's I, like, well, I'm well, specifying well. in the 80s. Yes. So also keep in mind interracial as well. Or, yeah. So he probably had latent racist... Um, maybe we'll see. Um, (laughs) so, uh, after they broke up, she kind of moved around again, moved into a house with lots of musicians, kind of tried to make it as like a musician for a while. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard of Captain Sensible. (laughs) He's a punk legend. He apparently lived at this house for a hot minute and she liked to dress up as a French maid and serve him stuff. That's hot. Um, Yeah. She was she was very attractive. Men really liked her. She was very outgoing. She was going places. She had a pretty big circle of friends 
in this music industry. Got to meet some cool people, including Captain Sensible, Betty Wright, and Stevie Wonder. She started dating Betty Wright's uh, tour manager. His name was Alistair Abrams. Um, He introduced him (laughs) to... uh, all these cool musicians they like really hit it off he ended up getting her to get to go to a 1990 wimble concert where nelson mandela was there um and she happened to be in the right place in the right time and met him as well she's like in some video where she's in the audience and you can like see her face so and alistair got a little jelly because he wanted to meet nelson but she got to meet him instead but Alistair did kind of admit that he didn't really get to know a lot about her. She didn't talk about her family. She didn't really have any of her own friends. He kind of claimed she was kind of like a chameleon in a way where like she really just became exactly what her boyfriend did. And Mm. um, Brad Pitton had friends, you know, in that circle. And um, I wouldn't say one dimensional, but not a lot going on besides what's on the surface, which was a very attractive Whitney Houston like character. Also really very independent, really no mention of any family at all, even though she does have four sisters. It sounds like she kind of just really was like, fuck this, I'm out pretty early with Mm -hmm. her family. Agreed. Agreed. Um, not a lot of info is said about it, but that's yeah. definitely the vibe everyone gets. So, quote, someone said, her friends noted as someone who fled at signs of trouble, walked out of jobs if she clashed with a colleague who moved from one flat to the next all over London. She didn't answer the phone to her sister and didn't appear to have her own circle of friends, instead relying on the company of relative strangers who came with a package of a new boyfriend. So keep in mind, this is her personality. She then starts moving up the corporate ladder. She becomes a secretary at OCL, which is a shipping container company. Then the city of London. knows it well. Get that oil. Yeah. Oh, is that like a competitor of y'all's? No. God, no. I just assume Lisa knows it because of her Houston ties. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm aware of some. She also hangs out in shipyards. Fun. It's a hobby. A ship serpent? Is that like a lot Lot, lizard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you also work for a shipping or a container. Shipping company. She does. Okay, okay. She works on All the the pieces are coming. Mm -hmm. I am this woman. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you don't want to be her. Um, So she then later gets a job at Seolt, which is a Japanese company, then Law, Debenture, and Investment Trust, and then Ernest & Young. She's moving up, making great money. She works there for around four years, um, makes friends. Everyone always says she's really well-dressed and attractive and likable and all good things to say about her. But she mysteriously resigns in March of 2001 for unknown reasons out of the complete blue. Conflicting stories say she told some people she was going on a large traveling trip with 20 people. She also told other people she got poached by a headhunter and was going to move firms. Um, everyone was just like, she's great. She's going to move on to bigger and better things. You know, I'm happy for her and I have no doubt she's going somewhere in life. When was this? 2001. What month? Pre or post 9-11. March. Thank you. <laughs> Mark. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> Pre. Got it. Um, yeah. So the nine is for September. How hard was it to fly yeah. at that point in 2001? <laughs> Super easy. Um... <laughs> You know, we had been talking about BC and AD, and I MC, feel like before yeah. and after, like now we need a PN and like pre 9 11, post 9 11. Like, 
yeah. I don't know. Maybe that'll. Anyways, sorry. I'm just thinking about. No, that makes sense. The world. Sad world. <laughs> There's Christ and yeah. 9-11. <laughs> I also didn't eat a lot today and I'm on my second glass of wine. Oh, hell yeah. And I had a long fucking week. Fun. So I'm going to throw up later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't throw up. I Can have diarrhea. I'm done? Yes. Okay, okay go. After she mysteriously leaves, not a lot is like known about her whereabouts for a while, but she reaches out to her ex Martin out of the blue about a year later and is like, hey, can I crash on your couch? He's confused. He hasn't talked to her in quite a while. This is the little nerdy boy. Uh Okay. How old is she? She's like 36 at this point. And he, I think he still kind of had a thing for her. So he's like, sure. How long are you staying? And she said she didn't know. She said she had a great job, so she would leave to go to work. Didn't think much of it. And one day he stayed home from work and she left and came back. And he realized she didn't really have a job. She was lying to him and something weird was happening. And he kept asking her, please tell me I want to help. What's going on? She never disclosed anything. Um, And she ended up staying with him for about six months. Kept asking, you know, do you need help? Do you want to get back together? What's happening? Wouldn't say, wouldn't say. And then one day she just disappears. He later admitted that he wished he had married her, but his dad was the racist one. There and it kind and they stepped on a train off a train together and his dad was like, Oh, is she brown? That was ew, a quote. Ew. So he Also he said it in British, which yeah. is Oh, you're right. Worse. Oh, sh- I can't do it. It's okay. You don't have to. We should never utter words like that again because it's fucking horrible. Agreed. So this is where things get weird. Supposedly enters into a very abusive relationship. There are um, some evidence that this mysterious person locked her up for periods during the day. There's not a lot of details what happened. But she does end up going to a domestic abuse shelter in Herringy, which I don't think is the best part of London. It said among the most deprived 10% of the country live in this area. And she is supposedly working at a budget hotel, which is just so odd from like, you know, mm-hmm. Ernestine Young, yeah. probably making close to six figures. And then all of a sudden in this sketchy area and working at a hotel. So at this point, she was already fairly estranged, but like completely gets cut off from her family by her own choice and friends. Quote, she detached herself from family. There was no bust up. It's got to be a British thing. They were a really nice family. The history of domestic violence might have been an issue. It was speculated that she was nice ashamed family, to minus be. The domestic yeah, I, I mean, maybe the dad. I think it was a boyfriend. Potentially, she was just really ashamed of where she was. So she just kind of cut everyone out of her life at this point. Yeah, we later find out like literally no one from her earlier life had any idea she was in a domestic um, abuse shelter or had any issues. So then in February of 2003, she gets moved to a bed sit, which is like a one room with a shared bathroom situation. Mm -hmm. And that is paid for by the Metropolitan Housing Trust for victims of abuse. And it was above a shopping mall called Wood Green Shopping City. And then in November 2003, she was vomiting blood profusely, got hospitalized and found out she had a peptic ulcer. 
which Mm -hmm. is where like parts of you like poke through your intestine it can be fatal and at this point she was so estranged from her family she named her bank manager as her next of kin on her hospital that's upsetting so this is the last known record of her being alive Joyce was discovered on January 25th, 2006, after being dead for over two years. Her death is thought to be in December of 2003 from natural causes, including either an asthma attack or issues from her peptic ulcer, which can cause bleeding, perforation, and blockage of your stomach. She was so deteriorated, she was basically a skeleton. They found her lying on her back at 38 next to a shopping bag of Christmas presents she had wrapped but never delivered, and they were unmarked. So she wanted to reach out to people, but died and couldn't deliver. Where did she die? In her flat all by herself. Okay. The craziest part is the TV was still on. It had been on for over two years. How did Blaring they BBC. Okay, we're going to talk okay. about what happened. Okay. Also, the refrigerator I, had food with a 2003 expiration date on it. I mean, if it's mustard or pickles or something like that. That also just, you know, time states when, sure. time I, states I, when I'm, she dies. I'm sure. Okay. So, she could eat Ghost her? Yes. <laughs> so, um, oh, and so she was so badly deteriorated, the only way they found out who she was was through her dental records. So neighbors had assumed the flat was unoccupied. It was a battered women situation, so no one really, like, talked to each other. They were kind of trying to keep their head down, I guess. The odor of her decomposing body was just attributed to a dumpster nearby. The window did not allow direct sight inside. Um, It was very noisy because it was above a shopping mall and the TV had been on BBC One the entire time, which Which is just so haunting and freaky. Probably one of the most popular channels, though, right? Just the fact that the TV is still on. I agree. (laughs) Okay, so the reason no one found out besides all of those things is half of her rent had been paid by Metropolitan Housing Trust. And then she had a fairly large bank account and automatic payments were just set up and they were just being paid over and over and over. The reason she got discovered is because she did finally run out of money and started totaling up a $2,400 accrual fee and the officials decided to reprocess the property. So the TV and heating were still on due to debt forgiveness and her bills were being paid through the automatic credit the heat yeah yeah it's just baking and disgusting so also fuck you government pay for it (laughs) (laughs) so um it's not even and i guess the trust would have like figured it out if anyone had said anything ever right but no one said any no one of her neighbors none of her friends none of her colleagues no one did Shit. They say it was most likely natural causes because there's no suggestion of foul play. It was locked from the inside. She maybe had a boyfriend at her time of death, but they were never able to locate him. Turns out her sisters did try to look for her and they hired a private detective, which they acquired an address and started writing her letters, but she was already dead when they sent them. So Couldn't the private detective had figured that out. Yeah. And then like this woman's never left her apart. Yeah. Her mailbox I mean, is full as fuck. Yeah. 
the moral of this sad story is like how did this woman just slip through the cracks of society they'd made a documentary about her um which i watched people that knew her felt told the documentary that it felt like a figment of their imagination knowing her because the moments that they remembered she was this vibrant like attractive outgoing person with like she's going places in life how did like no one reach out and figure this out and and why did she die alone there's a hell of a drug yeah there's reports that she was like maybe engaged at some point and he could have been the domestic violence person it's just such a sad ending to someone who didn't drink or do drugs and she just died alone this is like you gotta have at least one close friend or person who you would think. checks in on you. I don't. Know. But also, it is a weird thing where it's like, well, she's not responding to my text, so I guess she doesn't give a yeah. shit. Um, yeah. like, but if if one of y'all wasn't responding yeah. to me, I would be angry. And if it continued for a long time, I would be angry enough to go to your residences to fight to us. fight. Well, but no one knew where she was living because she kept bouncing around. Right. Um, I'd figure so, it out. I'll fucking find both of y'all. Thanks. I'm calling dog. Yeah. Thank. Right. We're we're oh doing. So they did make a documentary about her called "The Dreams of Life." It is on Amazon if y'all want to watch it. Um, Stephen Wilson also made a album based on her life, and then there is a band called Miss Vincent. Who missed not to be confused with St. Vincent, yes. an actual musician. Yes. Um, they were going to name the song Miss Vincent, which was her last name, but they decided to make the band Miss Vincent. And the song was called No One Knew. What? And I do have a clip. Bummer. I don't know if we can play it or should uh, we do it later? Oh, you're not hooked in. But if you know where your speaker is, you can hold your microphone up to it. Like your laptop isn't. When what was this then? band formed? Because <laughs> it sounds I like they... I assume, what? When did they find her body? Probably got fucked. 2016. Oh. I like this. Sorry, 2006. Okay, can we this sounds louder? like high school. I fucking love this. What year is it? 2005? It is. genuinely into it is this my chemical romance i'm just kidding it doesn't really sound like my kim but it does sound like dan from alkaline trio so yeah, right off the bat, they talk about someone that hasn't been found forever. And anyway, oh, it was your dad calling you. I know, I saw that. Rick, he wanted to go to happy hour yesterday, and it blew him off. How could I you mean, blow I off didn't Rick? blow him off. I had a reason. We just started a volleyball league. So that is the story of Joyce Carol Vincent. Dang, sadness. What a huh. bummer. What? Okay. What? <laughs> So I just looked it up because I was like, that really, that actually does sound a lot like one of the guys from Alkaline Trio. So I wanted to see, I looked up the band, the band's name after hearing the mention of a Miss Vincent in Alkaline Trio's Queen of Pain, frontman Marshall. Yeah. That 
and then he that's when he looked into the character discovered the story of Joyce Carol <gasps> Vincent this is crazy oh my god yeah I mean she got a lot and like what was so sad is they found her dead and they were like does anyone know who this is like please give right. us information who is this um who is normally this woman? someone reports someone dying but that's not even the case here right just, yeah just got found that's when this martin guy reached out to a reporter and then they decided to do the documentary i'm gonna watch that shit you I should it's not the it. like best <laughs> film it's it's fine it's I, very informative i googled yeah. her and i i think i see a few stills from this is it a reenactment also? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. Seems very it, PBS. -y. Yes. Okay. Very, I'm pretty okay, sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love a PBS. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um so I will. And they made it pretty lighthearted as in like kind of more of a celebration of life and just sad ending, but she seemed like a great person. It's Also, there's this dumb image on here that apparently has been shared a lot where it's her like a picture like a nice probably a picture you would use for a profile or something but somebody oh paired it with the crypt keeper but it's in here multiple times and i wonder how many dum-dums think that that's what she that was like. what her body looked like and it's like no bitch that's the fucking crypt keeper oh if you know enough about seo and alt text you can really fuck I mean, with some google image search results i believe it coming from the source is this just you googling her name yes okay i googled joyce carol vincent because that is her name. Sure is. <laughs> why did you do that? I don't know why. Lisa, you want to go next? I'm afraid that we have the same story, possibly. We don't. Okay, good. Because um, you talked about your friend. and Yes, but I'm glad you you did this. But I have I just have three like true scary stories. I love it. If we want to do that. Yeah. I do. Number one, Joyce Carol Vincent. <laughs> Number one, how did I know Alkaline Trio was involved in this? <laughs> It's a uh, spooky time. There's a ghost in this home now. Let's get into some shit. Ghost in the home. So this is all just taken from uh, all things interesting. The best, the best fucking website in the world. These are all true stories that have really happened that are picked the top three of for me. And hopefully they're the top three for you. You don't have a choice. Yeah, they have to be. <laughs> In 1973, the spookiest year of all, two young McDaniel children, that's their last name, of Enfield, Illinois, claimed to see a weird creature lurking in their yard and trying to get into the house. Ew. Their dad, Henry McDaniel, is like, that's bullshit. Y'all are being kids chill out and then later that night he was like oops because he starts hearing some strange scratching sounds and he grabs a gun and a flashlight and he looks out the front door and there between two rose bushes bougie monster <laughs> um he saw a creature that was quote almost like a human body just as his children had described it had three legs on it a short body two little short arms and two pink eyes as big as flashlights i hate it Wait, um, how many legs limbs is that the two little short arms three legs oh so five five yes <laughs> five limbs it. nope like there's a uh, rendering online that is Horrific. Um, Have you ever seen the movie Naked Lunch? 
It's based Mm-mm. on a, a I don't watch a novel, porn, Whitney. <laughs> uh, fucking who is it? Does Bukowski, sound like a porn. <laughs> who wrote Naked Lunch? Hold on, I I have to know this, but it is one of William, William Burroughs. Yeah, Burroughs wrote this. The movie Naked Lunch is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. I will never watch it again. And the thing that you described is something that I feel like could have been in Naked Lunch and. I hate it. Well, we're almost halfway through. Great (laughs) typewriter. Anyway, Uh, McDaniel said he fired four shots and was sure he hit the creature at least once because he heard a hiss, much like a wildcat's quote, uh, before it ran off toward a railway embankment. Um, And he said that he saw them the this thing this giant thing jump 80 feet in three jumps. No, ma'am. One, two, three, nope. I'm 80 I feet mean, away I from you. I mean, I could do that, but like regular people can. <laughs> I, but imagine if you had a third leg. You know what? That's what <laughs> Twice they call as my far. dick also. <laughs> At least four feet. The police found scratches on the The police found scratches on the door screen. Uh, as well as footprints in the dirt uh, near the McDaniel's home that looked dog-like okay. with six toe That was going to be my mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. footprint? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like t- T-Rex looking? No. Uh, it had six oh, toe pads. It doesn't really say how big they were. McDaniel's sighting made the Reading Eagle. I assume that's a local paper. But it was clear most people didn't believe it was true. And it didn't help that a 10-year-old neighbor gave an eyewitness account that was completely fake just to fuck with the McDaniels. (laughs) (laughs) That's all of us. I really like that kid. (laughs) He's like, those two boys beat me up. Oh, I saw it too. McDaniel reported two more sightings of the alleged beast to cops, but he said they eventually threatened him with jail time because nobody believed what he saw had been real. But McDaniel was adamant and stood behind his true story. And he said, in a quote, if they do find it, they will find more than one and they won't be from this planet. I can tell you that. Aliens. Aliens. After McDaniel's public testimony about the infield monster, other eyewitnesses' claims began to surface. Monster hunters swarmed the town, and at least five men were arrested after firing shots in the area and claiming to have photographed the creature. Did I look up trying to find those photographs? I sure did. Did I find them? Sure did not. Uh, Maybe I didn't look hard enough. I was also in a rush. To this day, no explanation has been uncovered for this small town. Creepy story. (gasps) Creepy. Creepy. True story number two. Columbia's Columbia, like the country uh, with an O. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. Columbia. Hotel del Salto. This is a former hotel turned museum, and it is purported to be one of the most haunted places in the country. And I can't imagine how many places are haunted in Colombia because Jesus Christ. Yeah, for real. Hotel del del Salto, which translates literally to Hotel of the Leap, L E A P, has been haunted since it was first constructed as a mansion in 1923. This is the most beautiful, by the way, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, um, this building. It was designed by the architect Carlos Arturo Tepais. 
I'm guessing. I believe in you. To pay, maybe, who was inspired by the French architectural aesthetic that was popular during the 20s. Its location overlooks the famous Takendama Falls, and it gave... Beautiful. Yeah. I know. I picture everything in Colombia looking like this. I know. gorgeous countryside. Just green. Yes. Yeah. Pause this. Google it. Because it's breathtaking. Really Already did it. But some of the people will say that those falls actually may be the source of some of the alleged hauntings. Lisa, why? We'll talk about it in a second. Um, <laughs> the mansion was the scene of many lavish parties. And by 1928, it was turned into a popular hotel. Um, and then all of these horrific tragedies started. Naturally. Uh, hotel patrons inexplicably leaped to their deaths out of their windows. Ooh. The way the way that this mansion or hotel or museum, depending on when, is built, it's literally like against a cliff. So every like three of the four sides of this place are like you are there's nothing beneath you kind of easy to just jump out of a window well isn't isn't it like the phenomena of like uh intrusive thoughts where you like are like pulled to yeah you're you just think about stuff like that it's like what if i'm driving and i just let go Mm -hmm. of the wheel and rush into traffic or like that's the first thing i would probably think is looking out over this is like well, if I wanted to kill myself, I could just like leap off of this fucking thing. Yeah. And then sometimes. Or who and then knows sometimes what, like sleepwalking your subconscious could do mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walk out on the balcony. There's hear the water. There's some area Rebby's in the. called by sirens <laughs> to her death. Yeah. There could be sirens in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, that's a great area for sirens. I'd want to be there. There's an area in um, the Grand Canyon. It's this little pathway. I forget what it's called. It's, I think it's like Angels Crossing or something. Uh, it's kind of that same calling thing that you're talking about where it's like, oh, this is so steep right here. If I just like, oops, oh shit, yep. now I'm gone forever. Now I'm dead. We've got people jumping out of windows, and then at least one homicide took place uh, when a guest brutally murdered a young socialite in one of the rooms, splattering the walls with her blood. Guests of the notorious Hotel Del Salto claimed to witness apparitions that appeared in and around the hotel, including the ghost of the murdered socialite. In local legends... Takendama Falls is said to have been where many people of the indigenous Muisca tribe. It, I keep wanting to say Musica because it's, mm. but the eyes in front, and now it's yeah. a whole thing. But uh, the they were escaping the Spanish colonizers um, because uh, what they were actually escaping was murder, rape, and slavery. So they would go there. So get the fuck out. Yeah. So they would go there. They yes. would leap off of the cliffs because oh, no. in. That's you, not what I was thinking Well. About. What a bummer. The Their legends say that if you leap off of that cliff, you are incarnated and you fly out as an eagle. Because oh. I guess they had, you know. I mean. Probably a lot of eagles flying out of there. Probably right. oh, people jumping that's in. That's so sad. It is very sad. But if I'm going to do that, that's a really beautiful place. Right. Let's see. So they be- so they also believe that they were going to survive, right? They also believe that this is where a lot of these hauntings um, 
you know, why this place is, is a kind of a ground zero for spirits and, and just being a, a spiritual place anyway. After it was shuttered in the 1990s, stories about the hotel continued to emerge. Uh, some claim that loud screams can still be heard coming from the abandoned hotel. Mm-hmm. Additionally, they say that the constant mudslides on the road to reach the property and the stench from the heavily polluted river water further prove paranormal activity on the grounds. Today, the once rundown hotel has been converted into a sleek and stylish cultural museum. Uh, curious visitors who can tour the former hotel, but uh, only during business hours, which end at 5 p.m. I mean, hmm. at least it's not... So you can't stay the night there anymore. But it's it's no. still in existence, which that makes me happy. All yeah. These, all these pictures I'm looking at, it's like really foggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Looking. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it too. Good fog. Mm-hmm. That creep. It's like a it's like a slightly spooky uh, Rivendell mm. vibe. And uh, my third true scary story is the term "Saved by the Bell." y'all know i know (laughs) okay i know goodbye um i'm just gonna check out right here i know we have we've talked about it i don't i don't it might have come up casually in a story but i don't think we've addressed it directly a very casual thing um so it's an idiom we, it's also the best television show that was ever made the best. <laughs> of all time, especially the college years. Uh, okay, I Zach love Morris Saved by the Bell college years. I know Zach Morris is trash, <laughs> but I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. Was it's that a the great song? fucking song from "He Love You Joe Looks Back for Me"? You don't remember the, the college, college years one? theme song? No. Okay. Uh, See, everybody knows downhill. Saved by the Bell. It's all right. Yeah. Saved sure. by the Bell. Sure. But college years. Nah. That's a connoisseur. Like different I mean, cast. I don't expect y'all to even know that. Actually, I don't know why I would even ask. Because... <laughs> Anyway, what? tell us it all. I just wanted to see how long it could no, go. No, you can't. It cannot go long. <laughs> Caitlin and John will do that to me and be silent until it takes me to talk again, which is literally like two seconds because I cannot have silence in my life. I am did you incapable. See? I, Rebby picked it up for you real I fast. Did. She lived for she lived she, with me for a hundred. She lived for me hundred years and with me for like a hundred years. So One it makes. <laughs> so the uh term is uh, often describing people who are escaping a difficult situation thanks to a last minute solution but this phrase actually um comes from well it's related to a medical condition known as catalepsy catalepsy is a medical condition in which a patient endures an uncontrollable state of muscle rigidity and unresponsiveness often linked to episodes of catatonia. So when you're catatonic. Uh, catatonic, and, but also rigid. Uh, yeah. You, acting as rigor mortis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, while this disease is widely understood now at the time, everybody was like, this, this person is deceased. Yes. Uh, newspapers reported on these tragic endings. Writers like Edgar Allan Poe built similar incident- incidents into his own creepy stories. 
The frequency of catalepsy patients being mistaken for dead people led to a string of quick-fix solutions by doctors and gravekeepers, though many of these ideas created new horrors of their own. So quickly, do you not have a heartbeat? Like, couldn't you still have a pulse when you're catatonic? Yes. I mean, you would absolutely still so how have could a you pulse. Think but this I mean, person this was is back dead. in when? Okay. They don't understand like a long, pulses. long time ago. I mean, I'm sure there was some. And you got to still be like warm. Ugh, pulse so creepy. knowledge. But also, like, I feel like this was like a little medieval. Like, a little medieval Victorian era. Yeah. So, like, like up into the 19th century. If these people century. are diseased, we're not waiting. We're getting yeah, rid of these true. bodies. Yeah. Get them out of here. Yeah. And I might be putting two and two together in a dumb way, but like telltale heart where it's like maybe the heart's still beating, but they're dead, which is maybe he's just being a fucking Libra, you know, it's true, man. Aries would never do that. I think an Aries absolutely would never. Do that. I'm pretty sure they invented yeah, it. I'm, yeah, I think <laughs> dramatic. Would do yeah. That. Of the solutions for uh, catalepsy and trying to not bury people alive uh, was the creation of, quote, waiting mortuaries. W-A-I-T. In these, quote, hospitals for the dead, basically, the bodies of suddenly catatonic patients were kept under observation for a few days to make sure they were actually dead. Uh, Waiting mortuaries were well stocked with food, wine, and cigars in case the patient woke up. Party. Fuck yes. Absolutely. You woke up? You woke up. Let's get fucked up. Get this bitch a cigar. Yes. Um, so when you wake up, are you like totally fine? Or I would guess not. But the people yeah. around you are probably like, that's true. Welcome back. Yeah. We are about to fucking bury you. Yeah. And then it scares them so bad. They have heart attack. Die. Yes. Um, another solution to avoid burying these uh, alive people was to perform examinations to, quote, test the deadness of the patient people thought to be dead had their fingers hacked off or endured smoke being literally blown up their butt i mean that might feel good uh-huh yeah yeah well i guess maybe you're like maybe your pupils would dilate like mm, enjoy <laughs> <laughs> butt smoke and butt do smoke. it my favorite the assumption was that if the person didn't wake up then that meant they were unequivocally dead if the if the witch floats she's you know. a witch otherwise the procedure was used to revive those who were on the edge of death via tobacco's supposed restorative properties so if you're feeling a little dead have someone exhale tobacco smoke up your asshole there was only one problem with such tests catalepsy uh, prevents patients from feeling pain during their catatonic state so doing all of this was uh, worthless yep oh they ended up creating safety coffins so this is where we're coming back to the college years in the 18th and 19th century europe especially victorian england enough people were being it's not funny i don't know why i laugh enough people were being mistakenly buried alive that coffin makers came up with a number of solutions these caskets were designed with above ground horns or bells that a person who found themselves mistakenly buried alive could ring from the inside when they woke up trapped underground (laughs) some of these safety coffins also came equipped with a stash of poison in case the person figured out they wouldn't be saved ew 
other models and man, that's the worst other models i mean i feel like it if no one's come that would be a problem for me is deciding that oh no one can hear my bell i'm gonna just decide oh. to kill yeah, myself what if you took it right when they were gonna yeah you never know bury you i bet that happened oh i just that's some, some romeo and Juliet. yeah romeo yeah underground i don't want to i personally don't want to be buried alive i don't know about y'all no not big on it not big on it mostly not into it some of the models would use glass panes that would fog up if the person was still breathing that Mm -hmm. to me makes the most sense like put a piece of glass over that person's mouth yeah but also a body is full of liquids like as you're decomposing you're gonna fog that shit up Oh, ew. you know, I mean, but you are like, I'm not. Oh, okay. You're just liquidless. That's really cool. You this didn't know that about dehydrated. me. It's disgusting. Some of them had tubes that gravekeepers would have to sniff each day to confirm the body well, inside was actually uh-uh. decomposing. Um, and then Sniff other people you. were simply buried with the keys to their own coffin in their pocket. That, I'm fine with that. But there's like soil on top of you. How are you? I mean, yeah. unless they like. Hulking it out. Unless yeah. Six feet under. Unless you're like above ground for X amount of time. So if you got in New Orleans. If you got yeah. buried. Hey guys. You got the keys to the I'm coffin. Okay. <laughs> the bell models were among the most pervasive. Uh, these contraptions were allegedly where the phrase saved by the bell came from. Unclear if they did any good to reduce the number of people who were accidentally buried alive. But you know, the thought is what counts. So I mean, saved by the bell. Ding, ding. The no bell thanks. situation makes the most sense Agreed. to me. Because somebody who was so sick that they became catatonic is not going to be able to wake up out the keys in their coffin and dig their way out or move that slab of marble but yeah. I think of Kill Bill marble where she rich. is yeah. <laughs> wealthy Absolutely. my god uh, no styrofoam but, like, I think about Kill Bill when she's buried alive but also when she wakes up from her coma and she can't really wiggles move her and wiggles her toe that act of like being able to pull a string that'll ring a bell Mm -hmm. seems like the most practical way to alert people that you are indeed still alive but buried under a bunch of soil well it kind of made me want to go into some graveyards or cemeteries and just kind of ring a bell here and there just freak people out that sounds horrible i wonder if that's a thing you might like stir up some ghosts doing that there's a movie i watched i can't remember what it's called it was really entertaining entertaining some it's a oh there it was that your jewel Mm-mm. what was it it was my it okay was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a like father and son and they were coroners and they have bells on the end of everybody's toe which is also a Oof. thing you know anyways it was really good i can't remember anything about it so go watch it was it, it naked brunch no <laughs> Naked. Er, Six feet under? That was a show on HBO, right? (laughs) But it it was not about that was not about relationships and shit like that. And death. And like a morgue mortician. Yeah. Yeah. It was pushing daisies. Morticians. Yes. I don't condone any of that. I don't think people should be allowed to die. I'm gonna No, no dying. New rule right here. New rule. No one's allowed to die. Okay, so what was your friend's name? Who Justin Hicks? Justin Hicks. He's a comedian in Austin. <laughs> he told this super cool story last night at 
the show we were at and he said that there is a fort in his home state that we should look up because the U.S. Army has an actual article about the hauntings at this fort. And I was like, wow, that's actually really interesting. And I made a note. So thank you to Justin Hicks for that idea. And I hope I do it justice. So Fort Monroe is in Virginia. It's so haunted that the U.S. Army decided to make a blog post, I guess, about <laughs> the hauntings in this fucking fort. You yeah, know? I guess I'll write. Yeah. No, I bet you they have some, someone's like, who's, I went into the military for like social media. Yeah. You know, like I'm here. It makes sense. <laughs> Pretty cush. The fort itself was built in like, well, people had been inhabiting, and by people, I mean shitty colonizing people had been building shit in the area of Fort Monroe, Virginia for since like the 1600s, 1608 to be precise. Is it close to Jamestown? I I, would I don't know. I would guess so. If it's that. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. If you feel like Googling it, go for it. I'm not gonna. But the fort starts getting built. Something does in 1608. But construction on it isn't finished until 1834. It was mostly built during peacetime. It was supposed to be a garrison for about 600 soldiers. And it was supposed to be a coastal defense on the east coast of the United States. In reality, about 5,000 soldiers could fit in there. And during the Civil War, it was part of that, despite being in Virginia, managed to maintain being a union stronghold um, despite being in a bunch of confederate territory jefferson davis who was the president of the confederate states from 1861 to 1865 ew and the 20th governor of arkansas <laughs> anyways he was imprisoned there after being wrongly accused of plotting the assassination of abraham lincoln he Supposedly was taken for evening walks along the ramparts during his stay at the fort. And the ramparts are, I don't know, it's wild to hear that word because I think of ramparts mm -hmm. we watch. Like, when else do you really <laughs> use that word? I assume people in the military use it, but I don't personally. So uh, Davis liked his walks so much, supposedly. Uh, his wife was there with him. For some reason, I guess they just like for fun casually imprisoned him. Together. They were like, oh, so you want to come like stay at our fort and we'll bring your wife and she can like stay in a house and you can go walk around or whatever. Cordial visit. Yes. Conjugal. Uh, conjugal. Oh. Or cordial. Or just, I mean, it depends, they could be conjugal but... and cordial. How much of a sure. dick has he been? You Square know? is a rectangle. Right? Or what's his dick? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so Davis's ghost is seen walking the ramparts at night to this day and the window in the house where his wife was chilling uh vibrates with her presence <laughs> you know what i mean conjugal that washing machine but back in like before washing machine <laughs> times okay so uh quarters number one of fort monroe is reportedly visited by the ghost of abraham lincoln which to me it's like how many places can the ghost of Abraham Lincoln be? 
because what if ghosts can like duplicate or something project i mean they are ghosts so you yeah know. i want to be here and here it and also here. depends like if one can perk, be everywhere sure sure one yeah. perk of being in a ghost because we all know that abraham lincoln haunts the white house he haunts the fucking theater like he's he's a big haunter <laughs> as far as <laughs> he I gets know. around uh so he's kind of slutty about it i mean he is a little bit <laughs> There's also a phenomena inside one of the quarters, quarter number one. A recording of a little girl calling for her cat was made. The cat's name is Greta. She apparently like licked her face. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. That was a callback mm-hmm. to our thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make sense here currently, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Still a cat. Still a cat. <laughs> a cat ghost. And this goes to <laughs> prove the fact that I'm pretty Cats sure can be ghosts. only like the world's most beloved animals can be ghosts. They're like, there's a ghost horse, there's a ghost dog, there's a ghost cat, and we're done. One of each only. But I I just... You don't think there's a ghost pig? Maybe. Have you heard of a ghost pig? It would probably have to be a mini pig. You don't think so? Like, what about fucking wilbur with the oh wait who is what it? about Some pig. parrot a parrot or something like i a, mean a parrot a beloved, see, that's what i'm thinking a bear is like one of each do you have to be loved or renowned to become a ghost as a animal kind of like a like because what about like last like a mental ofrenda old sure, yeller but if <laughs> if ghosts if ghosts are <laughs> souls that haven't moved on to another afterlife because you sold their chair sure why the fuck would a animal ghost not immediately go away because it it needs to dig up that bone it buried i don't think i don't think it's got its cubs and i don't don't know animals cat soul exists where what about like a gorilla about something else than its own shit that's true i've never heard of a ghost gorilla have you? I mean, like, I'm, I'm seeing, certain. like, intellect level is a, a little I mean, higher, you know? It absolutely is. And I do think <laughs> that most people think that they're all mammals because ghost where are fish. the ghost fish? Ghost. Where are the ghost bugs? Where are the ghost snakes? Where are the ghost frogs? Nobody knows where they are. So, anyways. They all have I've been their thinking own about religions, this a lot recently. Whitney. Do they... You've been thinking about what a lot? The ghost, ghost animals, animals and like how they become ghost animals. It, and I don't believe it. What's that movie? Frankendog or whatever. Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie. Okay. Perfect example. Uh, all dogs go to heaven. It's true. Really? They don't even go to heaven until the very end. It's a very sad movie, but a very hot dog. Any movie it. where dogs die is okay. sad. So, Did you say hot dog? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, Tom, attractive or like eat. Okay, wait, wait. Burt Reynolds played the oh, lead oh, yeah. dog <laughs> okay. on... Okay. The lead dog. Yeah, he was the lead dog. He was the so little his girl's voice best friend. Was hot. And he was also hot. Dogs can be hot in cartoons. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> let's think back about uh, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood, the fox. Yep. The fucking hottest dog. Fucking hottest fox I've ever seen. Foxy as fox. But like, dogs, cartoons, yeah. animals Fantastic can be hot. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. George Clooney. George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Super hot. Sure. Would fuck. Fantastic Mr. Fox. No Mm -hmm. question about it. Okay. The quarters are also have been recorded uh, disembodied voices. 
horse hooves. Hello. Look, ghost horse. Okay, ghost but wait. Horse. I just recently watched uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You can uh, people can make those noises. Absolutely. All you what about a the headless horseman? His horse I is mean, with him. Exactly. In ghost life. There's a lot of shit like that, man. Johan. Disembodied voices, horse hooves, pictures of orbs, which I don't fucking think is shit. There's lots of hauntings on Fort Monroe. People are constantly kind of prodded in the story that Lisa's friend told on stage. He said that they went through and they heard a banging at the back of a door, right? Mm -hmm. And the people, like the actual military people who were there with them said, all you have to do is open the door. And when they did, there was like this rush of energy over them. Mm -hmm. And then the knocking just kind of stopped. Like it wasn't anything bad. It was... Just uh, just trying to get from point you know, A to point You know, you got to open the door. I don't understand why you're being such a dick about it. One of the other spots was in a lodging across from the Casement Museum currently. A person was staying there and she heard a knocking at the back door. She had recently let out her little dachshund. It was nighttime and she was like, go pee pee, okay? While she's watching her dachshund go pee pee, she heard a knock at her back door and she was like, that's weird. A little bit of scratching, scratching. And she went back because she thought it was her dog. And when she went to go let the dog in, there was a man standing by her fireplace in the dining room. He looked, quote, very arrogant and had a uniform shirt from a much earlier period, probably mid-18th century, and he had his arm on the mantle. The woman said she was stunned and that he just looked at her very arrogantly and then disappeared. He's probably British, that motherfucker. You know what? I bet he was a red coat. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. After that, her dachshund came back and was like, what's up, mom? And she was like, this is fuck. <laughs> there are other tales. There, They have a lady in white, a white lady. Not a white, I don't know. Lady in white and white ladies sound a little different. Uh, So the woman was a captain's wife. And while he was away, she got a little frisky, supposedly, and decided to fuck some dude. Or maybe not even fuck. Who knows? Like, let's not be judgmental. She maybe just wrote him a letter back then. Yeah, I mean, for real. They, like, raised fingers. (laughs) And uh, the captain was like, Touched elbows. Fuck you. He killed her. Ooh. Surprisingly or not, she wanders the grounds of Fort Monroe wearing a white nightdress. She has been seen walking the boardwalk and lurking in, quote, Ghost Alley, which I guess is probably like a chill place for ghosts to hang out. It's where they throw dice. Searching for her boyfriend. There's also a hotel on, well, now it's a retirement community. Or not community, but building. Yeah, I know. Uh, It's called the Chamberlain Hotel. It is on the fort. It started out as a hotel, switched a bunch of people being a hotel, and now it's a retirement community. Like I said, a female specter dubbed Esmeralda was a ship's or a ship captain's daughter, and she haunts the hotel. She's sighted on the eighth floor of the Chamberlain, waiting for her father to come home. An apparition in a top hat has been seen on the porch of the hotel as well. It's a little bit haunted. Yeah. A little bit rock and roll. Um, 
People also say that Edgar Allan Poe haunts there. Oh. Another one who likes to haunt nationally. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not too far off from yeah. where he was. So Poe was at the hotel back when it was a hotel uh, about a month before he died. And he had supposedly recited poems to a young woman there. Was it Esmeralda? I it was probably know. his fucking cousin that he was probably. in love with. Well, it was the I'm first time mad about it. First cousin? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. Annabelle Lee. Poe had enlisted and eventually served as a sergeant major of the artillery while at Fort Monroe. He was pretty good at it and was considered brilliant in mathematics as well. But after getting into it, he was like, I don't want to fucking be in at this fort. I'm over this. And he started to show up to duty at Fort Monroe wearing nothing but a hat. <laughs> and did that until they kicked him out. That's fun. I mean, I love it. Like, go extreme. (laughs) I've never showed up naked anywhere to get out of doing something, but... Probably would work pretty surprisingly. Knowing that it's a a possibility is nice. Just keep that in your back pocket. Um, Got it. If you have pockets. (laughs) if If you're not a ghost... Uh, there are current hauntings also. There's someone living on this, it, living in this fort who didn't want to be disclosed, according to this U.S. Army article. The ghost requested it was not the ghost to be. Not being, yeah, wrote uh, on the mirror. Not yeah. long Don't after say my name. <laughs> the resident moved in. Strange things began to happen. A camera vanished from its normal storage space and reappeared under the sink downstairs in a bathroom they said they have heard doors closing they've heard uh knocking and different weird things they've reported hearing disembodied footsteps and voices Mm -hmm. quote out of the corner of your eye you can catch sight of things and when you turn to look they're not there the resident said in an upstairs dressing room he quote distinctly caught sight out of the corner of my eye of a woman tending a crib and the woman was in maroon what i thought at the time was victorian era dress to that i say like are you a dude do you just assume because it's like older like you think it's victorian to that i say i just i I question i think people describe everything as victorian and what is your fashion education yeah exactly so like let let's get your ghost facts straight um i already don't believe you most people at the fort Monroe base feel pretty comfortable with all of the ghosts it's they live in harmony yeah they live in harmony nothing is super terrible fort is I think it's being is that decommissioned is that a word yeah so Fort Monroe is closed under the base realignment and closure act many of the buildings are on there are protected as national historic landmarks and you can like go visit and chill out and obviously there's still a retirement community in that one building so maybe one of your grandmas live there didn't justin also say like there was like a children's like a preschool or something there i can't remember they didn't there isn't talk of a preschool i mean i mean i'm sure there was if it was a base where people were living with their families then absolutely there's definitely a coffee shop i mean let's go but yeah that's my loose 
oversight of Fort Monroe in Virginia looks pretty creepy. So can we go there today? Yeah, or? let's go right now. Okay. We'll leave right now. I it's mean, then we can just head to Maine. We're like almost there. That's where I want to go. <laughs> we can, if we go, <laughs> if we wanted to go to the Fort Monroe National Monument, uh-huh. we could also go to Oozlefinch Beers and Blending. Ooh. Um, can we go? Can we go there first? Mm-hmm. We can. <laughs> Wait, is that the and last the burning okay. guy? Is Uzel Finch the burning guy? I don't Uzel know. Finch. Um, there's also the, the Dead Rise to eat at. Oh, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> I'm about? on Google Maps and I'm having the time of my life. And then there's Firehouse Coffee 1881. <laughs> See. And that's the deal, is that everything is like a billion years ago. Mom's Tot Spot. (laughs) Oh, my God. Child Development Center. Mom's Tot Spot. 1672. Beers and blending means. I don't know. Maybe. It's like like a Jamba Juice and you put liquor in it. Are they just, Uh, you know, selling hurricanes, but calling it booze and blending or whatever you said? Beers and blending. Because I drink that. Like, give me a hurricane. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm 21 plus. <laughs> Why would you ask that? You know everyone's going to say yes. I don't need to chat with you. These Okay, Oozle Finch, you're dramatic. Yeah, some kid's like, oh, no. I can't get onto this website. I no, I'm and only 17. I don't know what blending means here. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's like, it's like a blend, like a rosette, like a red blend, but with beer. And so they just mix a bunch of beer together. Yeah. Maybe it's it's like a black and tan. Yeah. It could be. But see, the thing about a black and tan is that they separate on each other. And that's why it's an appealing drink. You're not blending it. It's that it's layered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways. Well, um, I feel like we had... A through line, and now I can't remember it. And like I think a takeaway, yeah. I think it's Lisa's fault that I can't remember them. She is a witch. She's here to steal your soul. She's been singing her siren song this whole time, and if you die tonight, just remember it is it's the season of the witch. Libra season. Libras. I'm just kidding. It's, I like all of you. I think it's about Scorpio time. It's not Scorpio time yet. Almost. I would know. I would know. When I, it happens, my Scorpio activates. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh, a, it's like when there. you get Tron. Yeah. Yeah. Like your little troll doll and your little belly button. You get to rub your little belly button yeah, and make like, wishes. Uh, make Scorpio my little, wishes. Yes. My, my gems. Loved it. Yeah. Well, Thanks for listening. Rebby, thank you for coming. Yeah. I loved this. Good. It was, it was a good time. Fun. Good. Follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Really, those are the only three places um, you can try to email us because I did verify that we do have an email address. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all soon. I have nothing else to say. Me neither. All right. We're good. Cool. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.